Welcome to the holiday editions of Christians and Mental Health. I am Rachel. And I am Will. And in the background, that is our dog, Gracie, <laughs> who thinks she is the ultimate Christmas present. Ain't that the truth. Um, I'm going to talk about an interesting topic today, and one that I believe kind of fuels a lot of holiday anxiety and even frustration, and that is children and Christmas. Um, obviously some of the most fun and beauty and joy and excitement of Christmas is when children are involved. It's the magic. Um, it's just wonderful. Children renew a family. But one thing I see consistently over the years of my job is that parents really overdo Christmas for kids and then get upset. And, you know, often there's, you know, arguments around Christmas or short-tempered parents. If you've been shopping in the mall at Christmas time or at Disney around the holidays, there's a lot of kind of angry or frustrated parents. Wouldn't you agree, Will? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so um, here's just an idea, some ideas of kind of how to scale your Christmas. Okay. It's very important, again, that when you think of Christmas, you think back to a Christmas yourself of when you were very young. So my classic example is when I was four or five years old, I was laying in a bottom bunk, my brother was in the top bunk, and he was a little bit older than me, and all of a sudden I was about to fall asleep, and he said, oh, Rachel, did you hear that? And I went, what? And he said, did you hear that hoof on the rooftop? And to me, I was so, I mean, I was falling asleep, but I was so excited and I absolutely believed what he was saying to me, right? That Santa sleigh was up on the roof. And so it's really important to realize that if I could believe that at four or five, I don't need much other things at Christmas for Christmas to be wonderful. Yes. I need a couple strings of lights on a tree, maybe a cookie, two presents, and at four or five years old, Christmas is magical. Um, Will, do you have any early Christmas memories? I don't know if I have anything that spectacular. <laughs> uh, it is weird always being in a pastor's family. You, uh, A lot of your Christmas is tied to that, and not in a bad way, but I do remember these light displays we would go look at between the two Christmas Eve services. Yes. Our father had to do, because there was a, a, a stunningly large four-hour gap between them. Yes, and so... When our kids were little, we would drive through this local park that had Christmas displays. And, like, that was enough, almost, of the magic of Christmas. So when you have children, like, seven or younger, what they know about Christmas is what's going to be going on in your household. So it doesn't have to be five trips to the American Girls store, American Girls doll store, and tons of photographs, and more presents, and activity after activity, right? They know just the excitement of the idea, a few presents, a little bit of decorations. That is enough at that developmental level for them to just think Christmas is spectacular. Yes, I would agree. And actually, to bounce off, it doesn't have to be all that. I used to work with a person who moved here from Romania, and he mentioned one of the first things he noticed about America when it came to Christmas was, if you have kids, it's almost a part-time job because there's so much going on. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, if you think about it when you're little, just the kind of the holy majesty of Christmas Eve, yes. you know, whether you're at church or with family, if you have candles lit, I mean, that is just a beautiful time, and it's really um, gets them just the special 
idea of the night across to children. So then I think if you move to kids who are between 7 and 12, I think as a parent, these are like the golden years of Christmas, right? These are when kids are so excited. Um, but again, part of the excitement, they get two weeks off school. Spectacular, right? Yes. right? They, they get the joy of getting up on Christmas morning and having something so different, and they know they're going to have presents. Um, now, at this age, they might start to notice or know that maybe their friends have a different experience than they do, or someone gets a little bit more presents, all those kind of things. But the more that you make family time and family activities some of the fun and focus of Christmas, the less pressure there is on you financially, wrapping presents, having to get bigger and bigger, and let's be honest, perhaps fostering greed in children. Yes. <laughs> you know, so making cookies, doing an advent wreath, um, ringing the bell, the, the, what's it Salvation called? The Army. Salvation Army bell. You know, doing those things together that are really make the holiday season special, but they're not about more, more, more. They're more about family time together. Yes. So, um, Will, do you remember when you were growing up that we would ring the Salvation yes. Army bell together? Yes, at Woodman's, the greatest grocery store I've ever shopped at. <laughs> In Rockford, Illinois. Yes. Um, and that was just a great family time together. We'd laugh. If the boys got bored, they could go run around the grocery store for 15 minutes. Um, but it was just a great time. Cookie making was another great time yes. together. Um, you know, where it's just fun to have that whole afternoon where you make maybe a traditional cookie you know, de decorate them together. We used to wrap them in boxes and take them to the neighbors. Yes. Yeah, remember we had that dog cookie because of our uh, dog. Yes, I do. <laughs> I think we still have that somewhere. Yes, and so um, those are kind of the really magical years. And again, it does not have to be about more, more, more. It can be really about slowing down instead of speeding up. Yes. That is just a huge gift to children. Then between the ages of 12 and 18, um, I think that you still can really keep it controlled and have it, and the, the teenagers can become more and more a part of making Christmas. Yes. Um, so one thing, you know, that can be wrapping gifts for other people, that can be um, making the dinner, that can be, again, going out and doing volunteer activities on their own, participating in church services. And so with, you know, that age group, um, I think a lot of parents kind of give in and just give them money. Yes. Yeah. What do you think of that? Um, so although at this point in my life, I would never say no to some cash, I do, I do think, and I would say this for any gift giving thing to me getting cash is always a downer like there's part of me that would prefer a gift i don't like than cash because at least it makes me think they put some thought into it yes i agree and i think that's a really something to debate at your household about giving just cash gifts i yeah. think that it is lots of families do it a lot of kids like it um perhaps it decreases the family time yes you know in that um they are just opening cash on Christmas morning, you know. And so, again, the more we can make this about the true story of Christmas, the beauty of that for our community and other people, and for families slowing down, not speeding up, I think the more magical and the better memories it does actually create for children of all ages. 
So yes. I really see parents, you know, I've seen parents, parents have told me that like they've had big crying spells, freak out spells just because they wanted to get the perfect family picture. So I've had mothers tell me that on Christmas morning, they'll take a hundred or 200 pictures. And I say, is it two enough? Yeah. Now you see, this is the thing. I know people say you won't remember the stress of getting the picture. You'll just remember the great picture. I don't know. There's part of me that feels like I would remember having to spend two hours on Christmas morning trying to get a photo. <laughs> yes. So. So it's wonderful. You know, one thing that can really help you too all throughout raising your children at Christmas is as best as you can maintain, have some family traditions. So whether that's punch on Christmas Eve or like uh, my husband's family always read Luke 2 before they opened the Christmas presents. And we've done that our kids' whole lives. Yes. Or if that is, you know, I guess you can't do it in South Carolina, but building a snow fort in the afternoon or, you know, going to a church service on Christmas morning. That the earlier you put some uh, traditions that are structure, the less and less it becomes about just pure presence. That the holidays can actually be about events, shared memories, um, you know, family time together, that the less stressed you have to be as parents. I would agree. And it's interesting when I teach Sunday school classes and it gets close to Christmas and I ask kids, what was your favorite Christmas present last year? I am not joking. It is almost always silent. Yes. Kids cannot remember what they got for Christmas the year before. It is true. (laughs) You know? And so we kind of focus on a lot on buying and budgeting and buying and wrapping and all those things. And those are nice. But um, I would guess that my kids can remember traditions better than they can remember presents. Yes. And that was what I wanted to bring up about Christmas and kids because I'm on the in the tech sphere of the internet. So, you know, now we've got all these, we're in the new console generation. So like the PlayStation five for the first Christmas really ever is readily available in stores. And the last two years, people were buying them and selling them on eBay for like a thousand dollars a pop. They're four ninety nine normally. And I was just like, who is buying these things? And John, my brother had to point to me, Will, it is the parents who think their kids are going to be upset the rest of their lives if they don't get this for Christmas. I guess I've just never thought about it that way, but I guess that is a legitimate fear some parents have. Yes, and you know, I think when Christmas becomes about that, I think it loses a lot of its joy. I think a lot of parents start to kind of get sick of it or, you know, there's more likely to be stressed. Because what if you spend your thousand dollars on the PlayStation 5? Yes. The kid opens it and doesn't have some big response. Right. They're like, oh, mom, thanks. Exactly. As opposed to if you drive through the Christmas lights, everybody can talk about it. Maybe you have a Christmas movie that you all love to watch every year. You know, maybe you make grandma's chicken Christmas chicken soup recipe and it's just fun together. And so I think it's putting a different focus on Christmas and having, you know, putting structure in place with traditions that help you throughout your whole um, raising your kids. And then really realize that developmentally very young children don't need much. They need like a candy cane a Christmas tree with lights on it, you know, and a couple presents on Christmas morning. And that is amazing. Actually, Will probably doesn't remember this because he was born in December. But on his first birthday, you know, he was a year old and two weeks at Christmas. We gave him one big ball. I seem to recall the video of that. (laughs) Yes, because, you know, he was 15 months old and like he loved it. We had a train under the tree that ran all Christmas season and then a ball and he loved it. 
And um, actually, my mother used to send each one of her kids, because she had so many grandchildren, X amount of dollars. We bought the presents, wrapped them up, and took them to her house for our kids to open on Christmas evening. And when my kids were little, it was like, I think it was like $150 per grandchild. Oh, my. But when you're three or four, that's a lot of money when we've already bought you presents. Yeah. So I used to stick like 25 or $30 in the Salvation Army bucket because I just thought that, you know, we had already had Christmas morning, you know, da, da, da. And so um, I just want to get have a thought that, like, family is huge at Christmas. And then as Christians, it's just so important that um, we use this time, you know, to make these this day have a holy feeling to it. That, you know, the rest of our year we're run by Netflix and school schedules and Instagram. And that just those simple things of togetherness, special food that maybe you don't eat the rest of the year, candlelight. That it's just a time we, you know, s- section out to say that something holy and beautiful is happening that we don't really see as much the rest of the year and to explain to our children why it is so special. And so hopefully these are just some ideas that will help you with your children at Christmas. Again, school-aged children love traditions. They can get involved in helping do some of those traditions. They love having the time off school. And teenage-aged children um, still love a present but they also can start to carry some of the responsibility and fun of the holidays for themselves and other people. Yes. And I do just want to say about a story she just told. Uh, this is the first time I've heard she donates on Grandma's <laughs> Christmas money to Salvation Army. I'm fine with that, but my brother, who's very fastidious about money, is going to hear that story and might start demanding restitution. That is very true. John may say, hey, wait a minute. He, he'll probably go, how many years did you do that? How yeah, much? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he still hasn't paid me for my his uh, share of Disney Plus this year, so <laughs> I'm publicly calling him out on that. Oh, no, don't do that. All right. So we, again, we hope that you, if you do not have a church family, will use this Advent time, the four weeks leading up to Christmas, to just go to church, watch the lighting of the Advent wreath. You know, that's a beautiful tradition for um, children and families. Um, Hear the gospel preached again. Remember the beauty of the fact that the creator of this universe loved us all so much that he gave us gave his only son to live and die for us and that he was born not as a king powerful king but as a fragile baby that god was willing to put everything on the line for us i mean it is an incredible story that brings such hope to a world right now that often seems a little bit bleak and struggling and so that is the greatest gift you can give your children and um, even though they might also want a PlayStation 5, yes. <laughs> in the long run, that beautiful story of Christmas is the thing they will remember their whole life when they can't even remember that they had a PlayStation 5. That is a good point. So, um, Will, you want to give them some chances to worship with us? Yes. So if you would like to give your family a great gift, at, by the time this podcast is posted, we'll be a few days away from the Christmas walk at Providence Presbyterian Church, December 9th and 10th from 6 to 8. Come and join us. There's going to be a, a walk showing the story of Jesus. Santa will be there. We'll have a hayride, lights. It's going to be a blast. Then you can join us at 8.30 and 10.30 on Sunday mornings, live and in person or on our live stream. Link will be in the description. And join us Christmas Eve at 4 in our back campus for an outdoor Christmas pageant. And at 6 in our sanctuary for a candlelight service. Again, all that information is on our website, social medias, and you can email us at ppc at org. 
Yes, and if you want to add a great Christmas tradition for your kids, our 4 p.m. Christmas Eve service on Christmas Eve, the outdoor one, any child can come five minutes early and be part of the live nativity scene. Yes. It's great. You can come and be a shepherd or an angel. Um, Maybe, if you're fortunate, Mary or Joseph. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you very much, and we'll see you uh, again for some more of our holiday Christians and mental health.